Looking for a Spanish mortgage? No fear, we have all the answers to hopefully all of your questions. With me today, I'm delighted to have Joyce Little from Mortgage Direct. My name's Sean Woolley. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the, um, the guy from Cloud9 Spain. I wanted to, to get Joyce on board today to have a chat with her about the Spanish mortgage market. It's all very well sort of identifying a property that you love and that you want to buy. We have found, I think in our, in our history, I think about 60, 70% of our clients need or want to have a mortgage. So it's a really big issue and a big subject that we need to cover properly. And Joyce is the one with all the answers, hopefully. Joyce will hopefully give us a, an appraisal of where the market is, what you need to do to get a mortgage here, how you go about doing it, who you need to speak to. Welcome along, Joyce. Thanks so much for, uh, for being with us. Um, nice to meet you, you're, you're a busy lady, even in these strange times. The Spanish mortgage market, is there anything that we need to know up front? Has anything changed in the pandemic in terms of, of our banks still lending? If so, what are they lending and, and, and who to? Yeah, that, you know, that's a great question. And it's one that we get asked quite often. So I will combine that sort of with also, we're getting asked a lot about has anything changed post Brexit? Yeah. So kind of in both answers, the, you know, the overall arching answer is no. Um, however, um, having said that, you know, depending on your client's income source, and if it is directly related to something that has been affected by the pandemic, um, either in the short term and or in potentially in the long term, then yes, we may need to look at that sort of situation. But overall, no, nothing's changed in terms of the banks. They're still offering mortgages, great rates, and to foreign buyers. Great. In terms of interest rates, what should people expect at the moment? And I know that changes on a daily basis because it depends on Eurobor, doesn't it? But at, at the moment, you know, for somebody who's who's got good income sources, good solid income sources, and they want a, a standard, you know, mortgage, maybe 60, 70 percent over 20, 25 years, what kind of, of interest rates uh, are the banks giving for that? Yeah, you know, so that, that's a great question, Sean, and that's also one that's uh, quite common. And, you know, it, it really is, it's depending on, like you said, the current market conditions, as well as the client's profile, how much they're borrowing, kind of the term of the loan, etc. But, you know, the rates are fantastic here in Spain, and, you know, they are based on the Eurobar, which essentially is the European Bank's central peer-to-peer -peer lending rate. So it's what one bank charges another bank to lend it money. And when you research the Eurobar, it's been negative for the last eight years and counting. So it's a really attractive product um, in terms of variable rates. So the Eurobar currently is sitting at almost, you know, just over minus a half a percent. So we're subtracting that from those very low variable rates if a client decides to take a variable rate. So, you know, Overall, we're seeing rates of Eurobar plus 1.75, potentially lower, again, kind of profile related, as well as on the fixed rate side, you know, again, on 25 years, we're seeing rates as low as potentially 1.7 for, for the 25 year term. Wow, that's, that's really good, isn't it? I remember, you know, a long time ago when I got a mortgage and it was, I think it was double that at least. So yeah. that's really good. You mentioned that obviously, the more risk there is for a bank in terms of the the profile of the client whether it's it's age or income source or, or even nationality sometimes i guess then they will adjust the rates to reflect the risk that, that they're they're exposing themselves to 
So not necessarily the risks, it would be uh, in terms of the rates, it would be more in, in terms of the, the loan that amount that they're going to approve. So, you know, generally speaking for clients that live in the EU, we're, we're seeing, they call it loan to value. So that's sort of the, the percentage of the mortgage that they will allow. So if you're living within the EU, for, for the most part, we're seeing loans, um, you know, up to 70%. So kind of in the range of 60 to 70%. If you live outside of the EU, it, it does sort of, again, become kind of profile related, but it's not necessarily the client's profile. Sometimes it's about the currency that they're currently earning in, which we can touch upon in a second. But you know, for clients outside of the EU, we're seeing loans in the percentages of somewhere between 50 and again, up to 70%. Bearing in mind that the UK has just left the EU, has that affected lending to UK buyers? Uh, it not in the short term, but um, certainly maybe in the long term. So because the, the banks are, of course, also monitoring the pound versus the euro currency exchange. And, you know, there's a new currency clause that's now in effect here for all mortgage clients that don't earn their income in euros. So this currency clause is actually a very nice protectionary measure for those of us who don't earn our income in euros. So essentially the currency clause in the mortgage documentation will be based on the client's currency of their income. So as an example, you know, for clients that are earning in pounds, the, um, the currency clause in their mortgage documents will compare the pound versus the euro. And if that exchange rate falls below a certain threshold, it's generally 20%. So if the pound versus the euro falls more than 20% in, in exchange over the, over the um, entire sort of term of the mortgage, the clients can actually request to have their mortgage converted to pounds. So it's a very nice protectionary measure for any of this volatility in uh, currency exchange rates. However, it the banks have, generally speaking, changed the way they, they look at the potential maximum funding amount. The, the banks must hate that because obviously there's risk involved in that, isn't there? When, if, the, if, if the currency markets move that much and the client is effectively protected, then the banks are assuming all those extra costs, aren't they? Exactly. And so this is kind of... A, a very interesting time because, you know, initially when this was announced and rolled out in 2019, some of the banks initially stopped lending to all clients that did not earn in euros. Now, since then, it's, it's the market has sort of corrected its health, itself here in Spain. However, there are still banks that retain that policy. So if they don't, the clients don't earn in euros, they're not offering mortgage products. So not to worry because there are still plenty of banks that will still offer mortgages to clients outside of uh, you know the euro in terms of their currency and income, but you know it really is truly a bespoke market. So not all lenders are accepting all currencies. So this is why it's a great idea to speak to myself or to one of my colleagues to kind of talk about for clients that are earning outside of the of the euro because we you know we know which banks are accepting which currencies and which banks would be the best suited you know for their particular needs as well as the the currency uh, protection that was offered to clients we also had i think at the same time wasn't it where the the banks had to assume a lot of the setup costs because traditionally it had been the buyer you know because in, in spain here we have title deeds for the property and we also have title deeds for the mortgage and all the associated costs of not only the property deed but also the mortgage deed had to right. be paid by the by the buyer so it was always the case that you know you take a mortgage you need to add another 
pretty much another two or three percent of the property price on top to cover just the costs. That has changed now, hasn't it? Or it's changed in 2019, I believe. That's correct. So yes, yeah, so, so another very nice change that the Bank of Spain made in 2019 is around who's paying for what. And you're absolutely right. The banks are now responsible for paying most of the fees involved in the purchase transaction, including these, what's called the AJD tax, or um, exactly that it's, it's on the registering of the mortgage deeds. So it is a, a great time for people to be considering, you know, to buy here because they are saving themselves, just like you said, probably about one and a half percent prior to uh, 2019. I was just going to say, bearing everything we've just spoken about in, in mind, we've got historically low interest rates. Correct. We've got protection for non-EU buyers in terms of that, that currency clause. Definitely. And we've now got the banks assuming most of the you know, traditional opening costs. There's surely never been a better time to get a mortgage in Spain. Well, exactly. And, you know, and then the rates are fantastic, like you said. And, you know, there really are great mortgage products. Uh, so you're, you're absolutely right. It's a great time to be buying here in Spain. And that's one of the reasons like that you just alluded to when we first started talking about why we're both so busy, you know, continuing through this pandemic. People are you know, still buying. Is there much competition between the banks for, for mortgage business? Because I know that obviously we've had the, the financial crisis in 2008 and some banks just kind of shut up shop, didn't they? And then all of a sudden, they, a lot of them now seem to be targeted on mortgage business to go out and get it. I don't deal with banks day to day, you do. Is it a competitive market or are some still quite reticent about getting involved? Yeah, you know, it's, it's very interesting because all of the banks here tend to have a different affordability criteria, different mortgage products, different uh, interest rates, different currencies that they will accept. So, we're, you know, getting, I'm, you know, this sort of bespoke word is kind of a buzzword and, you know, it's kind of quite popular these days, but it truly is uh, that sense here in Spain because all of the lenders are slightly different. It, so, yes, you're right. It's, it's absolutely a very competitive market in terms of what's available. And I think the interest rates uh, do reflect that you know the, the banks here are certainly more than willing to, and, and hoping to lend. Interesting. So I guess you've answered my next question, really, because what I was going to ask was, what are the advantages of using a broker? And I guess the main one would be that you can place their business with the most appropriate provider. Because we have clients who say, oh, you know, I've got an account with Sabadell, I have an account with Cajama, I'll just go and approach them. And I think for residents of Spain, that's fine, isn't it? Because it's still a lot of the the way we do business is still based on that trust with the, you know, and the relationship you have with the bank manager. I mean, I bank with Cacama in Calahonda and I can walk in there and ask for a Carlo and it doesn't get escalated anywhere else. We just deal with it in, in branch. But I guess if it's a non-resident, then they really need to be careful about not almost not wasting an application by sticking to the bank that they think is, is going to give them the best terms. And they should, they should come to someone like you who can offer them pretty much whole of market. Am I correct in thinking that? Yes, that's exactly that is absolutely true. And it's 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 exactly that. And be you know, it's kind of beyond that is, you know, as mortgage direct clients, they do receive preferred rates in terms of interest rates as well as bank arrangement fees. We get quicker turnarounds. We have dedicated personnel at each bank that work on our, our files. So we do tend to get better products, better turnarounds, quicker approvals. And you know, and honestly, from my own personal experience, I will share with you that I started um, with Mortgage Direct actually as a client. So I have a direct experience in terms of what that was like. And I took my app, just like you said, I took my original application directly to a bank. 
Um, they weren't familiar with my Canadian tax returns. And, you know, in, in, in true kind of bank fashion, they played it safe. And, and, you know, you don't blame them, but they wanted to give me a, a 50% loan, which really um, was not beneficial to me because, you know, the Canadian dollar versus the euro is not, it's not a great exchange rate. And I really needed to get every euro I could in terms of my mortgage loan. And, you know, so I myself went to found Mortgage Direct. I spoke to them and, you know, they were able to get me three times the loan amount because they, they are, we are familiar with Canadian tax returns. We knew which banks to approach, which banks would understand my finances, et cetera. So it really did make the difference for me from buying a holiday home versus buying a permanent residence that I now live in here on the Costa del Sol. And in terms of, of how much it costs, because obviously you walk into a bank, you say, this is what I want to do. It doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything upfront. What does it cost to work with Mortgage Direct? So our fees are, um, and thank you for asking this because it's another, of course, quite common question. So our fees are broken down into two staged payments. We do have a money back guarantee, which I will explain. So, but for the average application, our first fee is 695 euros. And this is to get started on the formal mortgage application and also to get our mortgage approved with the lender or lenders that we decide are best for our, you know, particular profile of this client. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where the money back guarantee comes in. If we're unable to achieve a mortgage, we do refund that 695. So really it's a risk-free kind of trial with the client to work with us. And then once the application is approved, our final fee is 0.6% of the mortgage amount. And that's pretty competitive from what I understand. It is. Our, our clients do tell us, you know, generally speaking, we are less expensive than most other brokers. Okay. And what I was also interested in was the fact that because you you place quite a volume of business with the banks, you are able more often than not to get them slightly better rates than maybe they would get directly or with other brokers. And that's um, so that's quite important as well, I guess. Yes, that's right. So we are the largest mortgage brokerage here in Spain. There's 10 of us kind of spread across the country and we're celebrating our 15th year in business. So we've been here around a long time and you're absolutely right because of the volume that we bring to the banks in terms of euro volume, as well as the number of clients that we bring on an annual basis, we do get typically at least a minimum of a half a percent off the bank rates. And then we do also save them on the bank arrangement fees for the mortgage itself. Wow. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I'm a similar client. You know, I have property in, in London. I uh, got mortgages and I got them through through brokers because, you know, I'm, I'm not in the country. I kind of know what I'm doing, but I would much rather entrust my file to a broker for them to package it correctly, identify the lender that's, that's most appropriate for me uh, in terms of my needs and, and wishes. And I don't mind paying a fee for that service because I think I'm going to save in the long run anyway by the deal they're hopefully going to get me. So I, I do get what you're, what you're saying. I want to touch on two particular client groups, if I may. First one is high net worth individuals. We're getting a lot of clients coming through, uh, particularly at the moment, bizarrely, in lockdown. These seem to be the only clients that seem to be able to travel, whether they've all got private planes and helicopters, I don't know. But there's a lot of wealthy clients in the, in the, in the mix at the moment. Of course, as we know, a lot of um, self-employed people, people with their own companies or high up the corporate ladder, they have rather a complex uh, financial arrangement. Sometimes what, they, what appears on paper isn't necessarily what ends up in their pocket. Can you help these people at all? 
Yes, absolutely. That is. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, you know, we love to work with these clients because, uh, you know, for the same reasons that we, we we've already discussed, but also we do work with a lot of private lenders that have very unique, again, bespoke, customized products according to the client's needs. And certainly we work with a lot of high net worth clients for this exact reason. Okay, so they're not scared about these sorts of clients because I know that some traditional Spanish banks will look at a file and go, don't understand it, they can't even read it. It just doesn't well, Absolutely, you're absolutely right, Sean. So that's why, you know, lucky for us, we also have private lenders to, to pull from and we work with them quite extensively. The other type of client I wanted to ask you about was people who want to buy a plot and build their own villa. Is, is that a complicated process to get finance on? Do they have to buy the plot up front? Can they kind of refinance the plot as part of the project? How does it work? So these are always really interesting product projects as well. So generally, because not all, this is, a, you know, actually a perfect example of where we could really be helpful because most banks do not offer these sort of mortgage products. Mm. So we know exactly which banks to go to. And then again, of course, we would sort of streamline that according to the purchase price, the client's profile, et cetera, so that we're not wasting a lot of time, you know, having these cases declined because the bank doesn't offer plot and construction mortgages. So each bank that does tends to have slightly different product offering where this is concerned, but overall, you're absolutely right. The plot is usually purchased upfront and in cash funds. So the bank doesn't offer funding on the plot in the beginning. So this is where it gets a bit interesting. But then when the clients are now actually ready to build and they have the permits in place, the architectural drawings, the construction, the construction costs and the timeline for the project, the bank will then potentially lend up to 50% on the plot value and then up to 70% on the construction costs. So you're almost getting a mortgage on the land post-purchase. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really interesting way of the bank sort of doing this, but but that's sort of the, you know, kind of an, on average what's available for these sort of projects. And the banks, I mean, obviously it, not all banks will lend on, on this type of pro, uh, type of purchase, but the banks that do, are they pretty easy to work with? Are, there's no, no sort of problems that you've foreseen or that you've come across? No, I mean, these banks are, you know, they're, we wouldn't, <laughs> this is sort of, I guess, another you know reason to work with us, but we know which banks to go to. And certainly because it's kind of a streamlined, very niche sort of product, these banks know they're very good at, at offering this sort of loan. But, you know, it can be a lot of paperwork that's involved in this, as you can imagine, with the construction costs and all the, the permits, et cetera. But no, we know exactly which banks to go to. And we ensure, of course, that we get good service. And, you know, we're with the clients from start to finish. So whether they're buying an existing property, I'm there as their liaison here in Spain until they have the keys in their hand. So be that a new construction that maybe takes 18 months to build or, you know, something that is already built and, you know, takes 90 days. Yeah. I, either way, I, I'm there involved in, in the entire process. A quick question about off-plan developments. You know, people often ask us, you know, can we finance the, the stage payments? And I always say, no, you can't because obviously the for the bank to lend money, they have to have a finalized finished product. So that's the case, isn't it? They, there's no way of uh, financing the stage payments unless they kind of release equity from their own homes or something like that. Correct. That's, that's exactly true. Yes. And finally, I want to ask you about two products that are pretty common in the UK at the moment. One is fixed rate mortgages. The other is interest only mortgages, which tends to be mainly for investors 
who don't want to bear the cash flow issues when they when they're renting places out. Do do fixed rates exist in Spain? So this is all again comes back to the currency clause. So for if your clients are earning in euros, yes, not a problem to access fixed rates. If they earn in a currency outside of the euro, then talk to us because certain currencies can still access fixed rates. Okay. Now, now depending on the client's overall or long-term goal, they may not actually decide to take a fixed rate having said all of that because the, you know, the variable rates are so attractive. So, but um, they are still available. In terms of interest only, it really at this time would, would potentially only be available through one of these private lenders and for your high net worth clients. So it's, it would be a truly, um, a, a quite a, a customized product for them. So for the general overall Spanish banks, they do not offer in, uh, interest only mortgages. It would be capital and interest repayments. Yeah, but again, the Spanish banks just don't understand the concept. You know, I, I tried to get an interest only mortgage about 10 years ago here, and they literally didn't understand what I was talking about. They, <laughs> you know, they said to me, well, why wouldn't you want to pay off the capital? And I'm like, well, pretty obvious. But, yeah. Uh, no, they just, they just don't, it doesn't enter their heads as to what they want to do, which is fair enough. And the other thing to bear in mind, there are no buy-to-let products, are there? So if somebody wanted to buy a property, say, in the middle of Puerto Banus, rent it out for 30 or 40 weeks a year, have a fantastic income, they will not use that projected income to assess a, a product, will they? No, they won't. Now, if your client is buying something strictly as an investment, though, they're, you know, potentially it's considered a commercial loan. So the bank's will look at commercial loans but it would just it would have to be a, a you know a project let's say that already had rental income or p- perhaps a, a you know a bed and breakfast that is already functional and we can actually show historical income that yep. has been uh, generated from that pro- property then potentially we can look at a commercial loan so commercial loans are different of course than residential loans lower terms so most Commercial loans are somewhere in the range of 12 to 15 years, higher interest rates, of course, probably more like 4% versus the one in, you know, 1.75% as an example. So those aren't, they, they are a little bit more complicated as well, as you can imagine. But so if the clients are looking at potentially buying a property that has been very successful in terms of, like I said, like a bed and breakfast type situation, there are products that we can potentially secure for them. And Joyce, how do you work with clients initially? Because do you have like a fact find that, that people fill in so that you're not backwards and forwards with people initially? Yes, that ideally. And, you know, I just wanted to also share that ideally for a lot of clients, we can have their mortgage pre-approved before they even come out to Spain, you know, to view the properties with yourself and with the team. So this gives the clients, of course, peace of mind in terms of having the mortgage funding ready to go and also puts them in a much more strong, stronger position in terms of negotiating that perfect property once your team does find it for them. So that's something that we can accomplish while they're still in their home country or city, wherever that is, um, and we can do it all remotely and electronically. So in tandem with achieving their mortgage, we can also open their bank account. So again, can all be ready to go when they land here in Spain, they have all the funding in place. Perhaps that you like what you say about it makes their position much stronger. We've had clients before who say, you know, I want to offer this amount on this property and it's a little low. And we say, great. Okay. Have you got your your money ready? And they go, oh, no, no, no. I need a mortgage. And 
So then the offer is subject to mortgage. And of course, a vendor is going to look at that and go, well, no, I'm not going to take your offer. I'll take the next one that comes along who's a cash buyer or who's got his mortgage approved. So you're absolutely right in that. It helps us do our job, which for half of it is finding the right property and then negotiating hard to, to get the best deal for the client. So that's exactly. Really- and it also helps the clients to know exactly, you know, their budget. So, yeah. and that can go in either, either direction. So sometimes they're pleasantly surprised that they can actually afford more than they had anticipated. And so that, you know, and oftentimes, as you know, that can mean, just like in my situation, it meant me being able to buy a permanent residence versus more of a holiday home type situation. And what would they need to provide you then to get a pre-approval, which is basically saying, look, on the paperwork that you've provided, this is what you should be able to, to, to get. Obviously, there's no, there's no firm application process that's done, but it just gives them an idea and, a, as I say, a, a tick in the box, really, isn't it? Yes. So we do have a pre-approval form that is an internal confidential form that we can ask the clients to fill out. And then generally what I do is I give them a mortgage quotation based on that high level financial. So it's really just collecting, like you said, kind of their incomings and outgoings. I give them that kind of no obligation mortgage quotation, just like we're doing today. I like to schedule a Zoom call with them to review the quotation, talk about any um, Uh, you know, kind of their purchase plans and the timeline, et cetera, answer any of their questions. And then if the clients decide to move forward with a formal application at that time, that's when, of course, our fees would come into play. So, uh, you know, up until that point, we don't charge anything for the consultation or for the mortgage quotation. And generally, the banks here, of course, cannot access clients' financials outside of the country. So, of course, we will have to bring all of that to them. So the kind of the things that we will be needing to supply the banks will be tax returns, bank statements to show, you know, kind of their day-to-day expenditures, as well as any savings for the deposit funds, um, credit reports, um, you know, that, that kind of financial information. Joyce, I think you've uh, answered all the questions that certainly I had. I'm sure our listeners and viewers may have more. If that's the case, please email them to me or WhatsApp or stick them on YouTube because I'm sure this is where this video is going to end up. And we'll get you back in six months or so to see how the market is performing and behaving. See, um, I mean, at the moment we're, we're busy, but we haven't got the volume of clients here on the ground. But I think that's going to change fingers crossed in the next um, in the next three to six months I think we could have a busy summer on our hands so yeah I mean just to throw in as well I know this isn't an advert for your company but certainly the dealings we've had with you and your colleagues and also the feedback from our clients has been very very positive in terms of the way that you work in terms of being very professional very quick to to feedback and and move things along we've enjoyed working with you and I'm sure our clients will as well thank you for joining us and um Have a lovely weekend. Thank you, Sean.